Hello and welcome to the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, the fortnightly podcast that explores self-awareness, leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels. Join me, your host, Nia Thomas, as we talk to today's Knowing Self, Knowing Others guest. Wonderful. It's absolutely brilliant to have you both here with me today. And for listeners, um, you're in for a treat today. We actually have two guests today. Uh, so two for the price of one. Um, and it's Donald Henderson and Sathpal Singh. And I bumped into my two friends on LinkedIn because I was very interested in what they were talking about, uh, particularly over the pandemic, um, and then discovered that you were working on the future of work in Scotland, um, which was a webinar series that had some really quite interesting guests on, where you brought people to talk to each other, ask questions and really network. And there was a lot of discussion about leadership. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to you to introduce yourselves because you can do it far better than I can. Donald Henderson, please, I'll hand over to you. Hi there. Um, so I work for NHS National Services Scotland um, as a project manager for some things and a scrum master for us. And I've been interested in leadership since probably the age of 14 uh, when I first entered the Army Cadets and then throughout my working career. Fabulous. I'm going to hand over to Satpal Singh. Thank you much. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, so, so how would I describe it? Um, so I, I often say I sit at the intersection of engineering and agile communities. And a lot of my work is, spans those three avenues. If you draw a Venn, Venn diagram, I kind of sit in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically have a software engineering background, but I haven't cut code for 12 years, maybe longer. So I basically moved from hands-on software roles into tech leadership, into management, and then to strategic leadership, mm-hmm. where I've really operated the last 15 years. And much like Donald, I'm very interested in different styles of leadership. And actually, I've been on my own journey around, I guess, my quest to kind of improve my leadership styles based on the roles that I've had in the sectors that I've operated in and the various other things that, that, that I do. Wonderful. Well, it's brilliant to have you here. And I'm really interested to hear how you're going to respond to our five questions, being that you come at it from quite a different perspective. How do you define self-awareness? So I will start with Donald. Having the ability to be aware that your preferred style is not always the best style. Um, probably about 10 years ago, I got into a situation with my line manager, Mike Brown, who was giving me my annual appraisal, and I didn't take it well because I was doing everything that was asked of me. But he, he felt I was limiting myself. And I thought, well, I quite often uh, carry out your requests. And if, I, if I'm not doing that, um, how, would I, how would I succeed? How would I achieve my objectives? And he made me think about that it was, there was other ways I could do it. So I was quite fortunate that he encouraged me to explore other avenues. And I ended up doing a wee course to Cranfield a Business School uh, called the, and, and exploring the praxis model. Uh, and I found that really interesting. Uh, and, it, and then it set me on that journey about thinking, well, um, my view of the world or my lens 
is totally different, um, and I need to be aware of that when I'm when I'm working with different folks and 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 be aware of their needs, not necessarily just my own. So there's a lot about reflection and feedback in that description. Saf, how would you define yeah. self-awareness? Similarly, I'd, I'd say it, it, it. I think in the simplest terms, it's know thyself, right? Mm-hmm. So how well do you really know yourself? And sadly, a lot of us don't, or we don't take the time to understand who we are and our backgrounds and the things that influence our behaviours. So I think certainly in a leadership con- context, for me, certainly, and I've been on a journey of self-discovery for some years and a lot of the, you know, the things I've studied and the, the, the different things you'll see on my, my LinkedIn profile, for example, and any bios I produce are, are deliberate in that I, I've deliberately chosen to try to understand my strengths, my weaknesses. In fact, I used to work with a colleague years ago who said, I don't believe in weaknesses, I, I think is lesser strengths, which I really quite liked. Yeah. Well, that was quite nice. I think it's, how well do you know yourself? And as Donald said there, I think knowing yourself helps you understand how other people might respond and react to you. And if you're in a team, you know, you've got a team dynamic Mm -hmm. and that dynamic's very much going to be based on the different personalities and the different personas and the individual styles. And if you're a leader, your leadership style is going to be critical to, you know, whatever the team's trying to achieve. And I'm sure you're going to go on and ask us to explore that a little bit more. So yeah, know thyself is probably the way I look at it. That's brilliant. And know thyself is a phrase that runs through my whole research. So I think if I'd have paid you, you couldn't have said it any better. Absolutely know thyself. Do you think that there is a relationship between self-awareness and leader effectiveness? And I'll start with Saf this time. I'd say undoubtedly. Yeah, so I think, as we've just said, I think the more a leader knows themselves, they are going to be more effective because they're going to know their strengths, they're going to know their weaknesses, uh, they're going to know the things that trigger them. They're also, I mean, I think one of the most important things about leadership is knowing where, you know, your limitations are. I think Donald said that earlier. And therefore, as a leader, what you're trying to do is help your team succeed. So you've got to know, you know, where your team have skills that you don't have and how are you going to leverage them? Well, you've got to kind of know yourself, right? So you've got to kind of, as I say, you've got to understand your personality. You've got to understand your personality type if you're into those MBTI or various other frameworks that exist. And I find those quite useful over the years. Um, But I think there's a direct correlation and leaders who do know themselves, I would typically say, tend to be better leaders because they know how to get the best out of their teams and also when to step back because they're not necessarily the right person is my short answer. Interesting you talked about your background in engineering and through my research I discovered that there are that there are different there's hard skills and there's soft skills and when you're talking about engineering it's very technical it's very hard skills focused and there, there is a school of thought that says people are promoted because they are technically skilled, but they may not be skilled in soft skills. Is there something there that you can draw on to say, yes, yes seen it in action, or not sure that's the case? What are your thoughts? No, I, I, um, no, I, I totally agree. In fact, I'm, I'm glad you've, you've picked up on that, because that's really my experience. So I think having been an engineer and the same type of skills there, but I've been in management and leadership a lot longer than I've been a, a software developer. But when I've gone on various leadership programs and I did the, the chartered manager 
programme some years ago through the CMI, and I'm, I'm, I'm a chartered fellow of the CMI. I think what I've learned is you're right, you know, people get promoted due to their technical acumen. So they're, you know, they've got certain skills, they grade, they rate well in their end of year performance reviews. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that results in them getting promoted. However, they then get promoted into managerial roles, but they're not equipped for management. And the CMI talk about this concept of the accidental manager. Oh, now that's yeah. rife in the UK, it's rife in other countries as well. There's a very different set of skills. So one of the reasons I think I was promoted in various roles over the years and I've been in many of the roles I have been in, I've been in the C-suite and all this sort of stuff, is because I do have those softer skills as well as the, you know, the, the technical proficiencies. And these times now where I am at my stage of career, I don't see myself as someone who's got the hard skills because I'm not a technical specialist anymore. Okay. And again, to your previous question and point, I would not begin to try to tell my teams how to do stuff that they know how to do better than me. All I would simply do is provide direction and provide guidance. But really, I think, yeah, I think those sorts of softer skills, typically a lot of technical specialists don't have and they don't get taught them or they're not, they don't have the appetite to really learn them, sadly, sometimes because they don't feel they're as applicable to their roles. But in the day and age where software is so ubiquitous, they've got to have strong communication skills. They've got to know how to sell ideas. They've got to know how to influence. They've got to know how to negotiate. Sometimes, you know, they don't get taught these things or they're not being on the same programs that Donald and I have been on. So I think that, that that's that, that's a real issue, I think, in, our, in the professional world of work, especially in knowledge work. Donald, in terms of self-awareness and leader effectiveness, what are your views on the relationship? I think... It's about building relationships. You have to have that awareness that if you, if, if you don't have anything in common, you're never going to have a trust a trusting relationship. So you need to take time out to find the commonality with, with the folks you're working and demonstrate that. And if, 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 if they can learn that from you, then it'll make the team collectively better. A lot of folks struggle with that for example last last week I, I, I tried to bring a team together for breakfast and and, and, the, and the manager says oh we can't all go for breakfast okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking this, this is crazy of course everybody's going to stop for 15 minutes at some point during the morning and have a breakfast rolling a cup of tea why can we not just do it collectively I and mean, we've never been in the office for a year we're all in the office today let's go for a breakfast roll and have a cup of tea and, and, and hear about somebody's kids or, or, or their dog or, or whatever. But, but, but this chap, again, technically brilliant, the, the, the project would fail without him, but isn't he equipped to nurture his team? I like what Donald said there. I'd, I'd tweak it slightly in building that in that. I like the common ground thing, and I think relationships, but I don't think it's about having things in common because often we don't, and that diversity of, sort of skill set, backgrounds and things is so valuable. Now, I think it's building consensus, right, and getting people together so that they are singing from the same hymn sheet. And I think the more you know people, the more you build trust. So Donald did mention, and I think trust is crucial. We talk a lot now about how do you build trust, and one of the ways you build trust is by opening up and being yourself and also, you know, where there is case to do so, you, you kind of show your own vulnerability. And all these things, I think, are really crucial concepts in how we build teams how we build successful teams and, and how we're the best leaders we can possibly be.
Do you think effective leaders can be found at all levels of organisations? And I'll go to Donald. Absolutely, yes. People quite often just need the chance or, 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 the, or, the, or the encouragement um, to step up, especially how, how we operate just now. I think we need to encourage more leadership at all levels in order to, to, to get the best possible outcome. If we're obviously just going to take one point of view or, 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 or it's, it's coming from top down, you're not going to get the best outcome or, or, or build the best products. You're only going to have a limited option. Where you, if, if you can create an environment where everybody feels the, their contribution will be valued. You talked to me a little bit about Agile, and I have to say, I don't, I, I didn't know very much about Agile at all until you explained it to me. And I guess when you're working with teams in that Agile way, where you're determining the next steps based on the outcome of the last step, you do need to be able to consider where your strengths and your leadership is at that given point in time, based on the fact that you have a movable plan a movable feast and you need to consider where your expertise lies at that particular time. So would you say when you're thinking about agile that moving leadership and being flexible about who the leaders are is particularly important? Absolutely. You don't pass your skills on. You're always going to be the bottleneck. I was in a conversation earlier on this afternoon. I'd set up a programme of work. Then I went on holiday. And the team were able to do it without me being in the room. I was on the beach. It was a really successful outcome. I'm going to go to you, Seth. Leadership's about behaviours. A leader is not someone with a title or someone at a certain grade. A leader is someone who demonstrates certain behaviours. And therefore, on the basis of that statement, you can find leaders in all parts of an organisation. And you will if you go out to... I guess if you go to seek them out. And, you know, you will see... So now if you think about organisations and millennials and all these different generations, you kind of see that. You see very young people who are demonstrating incredible leadership in the way that they carry themselves and the way they will challenge the status quo and the way they will, you know, just try to improve things. Mm -hmm. So I think leadership is really, for me, it's always been about behaviours and how you communicate. And if you think about different styles of leadership, you know, you, know, you want leaders who are visionaries, who create a vision, those who set a direction. That's got nothing to do with a, a, you know, a job title or a grade. It's about how you carry yourself and having someone who's, who has that skill set. You know, it's a role. And, you know, and you know, we talk, touched there on about Agile. And don't want to get into that because we'll, we'll, be, we'll be here for hours, right? Because we're both Agile practitioners and all the rest of it. But a lot of that is about empowering people and empowering teams. It's kind of what we touched on there. And having flatter structures, so not having traditional command and control structures, and, and trying to break down traditional hierarchies and bureaucracies, right? The way you do that is by having certain types of leadership style and behaviours. And I, again, I think that has that has nothing to do with grades and job titles and you know your salary. It's all about you know, how you how you behave. Situations will mean that different leadership is required at different points in time. Correct. think leaders at the most strategic level of organisations have greater self-awareness than leaders at other levels of organisations? I wouldn't have said so. I mean, there's there's no guarantee of that, right? There's no direct correlation. Now, talk about strategic leadership, a lot, a lot of my work is, I would say, strategic leadership. 
But then in my organization, which is a large global enterprise and it is hierarchical, um, there are layers and layers of you know um, leaders above me. But again, you talked in your previous question about leadership behaviors and there's a certain way that I carry myself within my sphere of influence and I'm working directly with others who are grades above me in my hierarchy, but we're able to have conversations because we're doing it based on purpose and building consensus and we're all driven by the same appetite and the same desire. I think some leaders, in my experience, great leaders do have self-awareness, but strategic leaders don't necessarily have great self-awareness. Some do, some don't. But I think if you're going to be a very good strategic leader, you do need to have great self-awareness, but you need to have a lot of other things. You need to have the ideas, you, you need to have a vision, you need to set a direction, all the things I touched on earlier. So I think it's about a broader set of things than just self-awareness. But if you ask a bunch of people what's one of the most important things you see in a good leader, they will usually say good self-awareness. And Donald, what's your view? Again, I, I pretty much agree with Saf. It depends on the individual. Some some folks are, some folks are less so. It's nice to see some of that changing in the health service. It's a very institutionalised organisation. I've, I've come across lots of different views of the world in my time dealing with lots of different business SPUs over the years, different divisions, different SPUs. Some of the folks at the top certainly had a, an old-fashioned view of the world in my experience. I was just going to say to Donald, you might want to explain to our wonderful listeners what, what, what the SBU acronym stands for, because everybody might not know it. Okay, so uh, Strategic Business Unit, uh, an area of the business. Uh, in my, my organisation, we touch many different areas. So we're, we're both in IT, so we're, we're quite often behind the scenes touching lots of different moving parts of the organisation. Thank you, that was really helpful. I certainly didn't know what that meant. That's great. Do you think effective leaders have more self-awareness than ineffective leaders? And I think probably we've answered a lot of that through all of our other answers that we've talked about. But is there anything particular in terms of leaders and self-awareness um, and ineffective leaders that you want to draw on? I would say yes. Um, in, in my experience, they're more encouraging for those around them to self-develop. They, they make time and space to to nurture and encourage. Certainly, that's that that's been my experience with different levels of leadership over over the years. Whether it was through the Army Cadet Force or it was Edinburgh City Council, who I used to work for, or NHS Scotland, the the best have been people who've. Uh, wanted to encourage me to develop and the folks under me or around me to continuously seek to improve themselves. To build on Donald's points, I think we've already covered that there is a direct correlation and that, you know, some of the, the best leaders have great self-awareness, but I think, as Donald was saying, then, one of my sort of conference talks I, I kind of deliver, have done over the last year or so, talks about, you know, social leadership, which is something I'm, you know, I'm kind of really passionate about and you know I've kind of practiced it and I've learned to practice it and I've been talking about it within my spheres of influence and applying it in my my enterprise but a lot of that's also about you know great leaders understanding the need to create other leaders so you know great leaders are not you know those who necessarily have followers are those who are able to create the future leaders uh, and there are various variations on that kind of you know phrase but I think that's really important 
the other thing as well is, you know, I'm I'm a huge advocate of coaching and mentoring, and I've done a fair amount of that in, in my in my own journey and career. And I think great leaders are also great coaches, so they have great coaching styles, and they're able to coach others. So they're not necessarily just telling them what to do. So I think you touched on. So you know, talked about different styles. So they're not being directive, and um, but they're able to help lead others to the answer by showing them that actually they already know. So I do quite a lot of both. So I'm mentoring somebody that's a slightly different style, but I often coach because people often are able to, you know, other people need to believe in them, which I think was kind of the point Donald was making there. Great leaders know to nurture folk and, and, and help them build their own self-belief. Thank you both so much for joining me today. It's been a really, really great conversation. We look forward to seeing you in the future. What future events? Wonderful. So to remind all our listeners, the future of work in Scotland, if they go to the YouTube page, they will see the presentations that have already been. If anybody wants to find out more, they can certainly find you on LinkedIn. Yep. And it's open to outside Scotland as well. Thank you very much indeed. Donald Henderson, Sathpal Singh, thank you very much for joining me. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining me, your host, Nia Thomas, at the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast. If you'd like to know more about self-awareness, leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels, please take a look at my website, knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk. You can also join me on YouTube, LinkedIn or Twitter. Make sure you bookmark the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast and tune into the next episode in two weeks time. I look forward to having you on my learning journey. If you'd like to join me as a guest on the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, please drop me a line at info at knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk. If you'd like to advertise your podcast, book or company connected to self-awareness, leader effectiveness or leadership at all levels, please drop me a line at the same email. Please remember to bookmark the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast so that you can keep up to date with all new episodes. Remember to rate this podcast on whichever directory you listen. Knowing Self, Knowing Others is available to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player N.